0: Optimizers, this is JJ Ruescas, the host of Optimizing Me or Optimizando Me, the show with top performer guests from whom we learn about their stories, their ups and downs, their habits, routines, and mostly their mindset. Our guest today is one of the top educational sources of information in the nursing industry in the U.S. The interesting thing is that he himself failed nursing school at some point. After learning from his own career and business mistakes, he made simple and clever moves that enabled him to tap into a space that generated unthinkable opportunities. That's how he created Simple Nursing, a platform and community that helps nursing students succeed in their careers. This, in consequence, creates a positive rippling effect with their patients. His highly Explanatory and hilarious videos make him memorable in the healthcare industry and also an example for any other content creator. With unique charisma, genius, and a great sense of humor, he now simplifies the learning of more than 1 million students through all his social platforms. Without further ado, let me introduce you to Mike Linares.
1: That was amazing. I, I want you to write our copy for, for marketing. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. Um, thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. It's
0: super happy to have you here. So let's introduce the audience. Who's Mike Linares and what is Simple Nursing?
1: So I am a uh, eight year overnight success. I'm a six time failure at business. By the time I started, what was it? The Simple Nursing concept. I thought it was the dumbest idea in the world. I thought it was like, so let me rewind real quick. Um, so originally, I, I started getting into the realm of entrepreneurship at like twenty twenty one ish. Um, I met a guy at my church that was like, "Hey, if you want to grow your bank, you got to grow your brain." So he gave me like, you know, all the all the great books: Rich Dad Poor Dad, Napoleon Hill, um, you know, Think and Grow Rich, The Richest Man in Babylon, you know, those kind of books, and. He was like, you're only seven books away from a totally different mindset. It was in one of those books. I think it was the four-hour work week um, that was saying, you got to be nine out of every 10 ideas and businesses fail. So you got to be willing to fail nine times before you succeed the 10th time. So I was working on the ambulance at the time and then also try to do entrepreneurship in uh, fitness, which I was doing both like personal training and other stuff. So after failing like six times at other businesses, like one was an um, outdoor boot camp, one was just personal training out of the studio. Another one was like an online boot camp experience that has like live teachers, kind of like what beachbody's doing right now. But this was back like in 2008 when no one was doing it. And then after failing all those times, I'm like, screw this. I'm going to go back to, to like the medical field and like, you know, like actually get, get a job and then like, you know, do that thing. I'm like, all right, all right. So I I basically quit, and when I got into nursing school, I was teaching other paramedics on, like, advanced critical stuff, critical care. So when I got into nursing school, I was, like, so basic, man. It's, like, you're trying to ambulate someone. The first semester, you're, like, ambulating someone to the bathroom. I'm, like, what the heck is this place? Like, (laughs) what what am I doing here? And then the way the teachers would explain things, I'm, like, I wouldn't teach it like that. Like, that's dumb. So I started to slack off. I was young, cocky. I was mid-20s, 24-ish when I got in. And I was like, I can do better, you know, <laughs> all these things. And, so, you know, the instructors don't like that, right? So I got a bad name for myself, showing up late, turning in things on late, not on time, uh, being on my phone during class. I'm like, oh, man, I was such an idiot. So, yeah, so I, got ri- I still have the most write-ups in the first semester. I think I had six or seven write-ups. Like, people go throughout the entire two-year program without getting any write-ups. I had seven or whatever it was. So, anyways... Yeah, this gets better, trust me. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> okay, okay, let's start. So I'm, I'm, I'm a, at that point, right, I'm like a failed business person, 8000 in debt, and then even more in debt because I'm going to nursing school, uh, which I don't really have a good track record with my instructors. So by the time third semester goes around, I can't even believe I made it that far, you know, a year and a half into the program without being kicked out. And one of my instructors, I think I just... The whole class was not prepared, but she singled me out because I had the most write-ups. And she's like, you're out of here. I'm like, all right, that's fair. (laughs) 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 So I sit down with my dean, sits me down. My dean was really cool. And she's like, listen, Mike, you can teach these courses. I believe in you. Just do the work. Like show up, jump through the hoops, treat it like boot camp, like in the army. And then just get out of here. She's like, I can get you in the next semester. But I just need you to show me that you're serious and do a project for me to show me you're serious. So I'm like, okay. And coming from the realm of fitness boot camps, I'm like, dude, what if we, what if I did like uh, an educational boot camp for like two weeks and I showed them how to study, time management skills, uh, you know, learning tricks. And it was throughout that program that people are like, put this on YouTube. And I'm like, dude, YouTube doesn't work for me. YouTube's dumb. It's never going to work. Um,
0: (laughs) You have tried at that point before YouTube, right? Yeah,
1: because I tried other things that I wasn't really necessarily good at. I really had to learn before I earned. And so Mm. I remember being in the shower one day and I'm like, you know what? I have a whiteboard from Walmart that's like 20 bucks and a sock to erase the board. And (laughs) I can just throw up five videos. Who cares, right? It's going to be another failure. Who cares? And I was thinking like, what if it does work? What if I am actually making 10 grand a month and it does work, you know. So long story short, it was um 10 years ago this November, it, it's coming up to the Thanksgiving time. So I made my first five videos about 10 years ago this time in 2012, and those five videos got a few thousand views in a few weeks. And I'm like, "No way, this is a fluke. This is not this is just a, you know, random chance." So I made 50 videos. And I'm like, "Whoa, it's starting to like really get traction." Uh, 10 years ago and I'm like, "Oh crap. So then I'm like, no one's going to pay for this crap. So it wasn't until I started applying all the things I learned in the previous failed businesses from like how to outsource and make a website on Fiverr, um, how to use Upwork. or But in the past, it was called Elance, I believe, dot .com, before Upwork bought them out. And create a marketing campaign, create a sales funnel. It wasn't until I learned those things from all those failures that I'm like, okay, I'm going to launch this thing for $19.00. Few downloads, fifty videos, and I'm going to put it on Udemy.com. And so I'm like, if I make a sale a day for 45 days, I'll quit my job in the last semester of nursing school and just do videos as much as I can. And my job, I was making like 12 bucks an hour, so I'm like, all right. So then um, I made 90 sales in 45 days, and I'm like, fantastic. And I still remember the day I I downloaded this one PDF because I was still learning even though I learned a lot at that point, there was this PDF um, from Craig Ballantyne, how to make a hundred grand a year online. And I'm like, man, if I can just make half that, I'll be making more than I'm making at the hospital, which I think I was making like 20 something thousand. I'm like, if I can make 50,000, that'd be crazy. And then my my charge nurse for the my manager in that day, she came in, she's like, it doesn't, she looked around like horrible attitude. She's just like, well, it doesn't look like any of us are independently wealthy so here we are and i'm like i think i'm going to change that like <laughs> i committed to like screw it i'm going to quit this job i'm going to dedicate uh 10 or 12 15 hours a week just making videos and by the end of that semester like in june of 2013 i had made over 900 videos and we had the first streaming platform nursing students Uh, even though it was just like really crappy quality i was erasing this really horrible webcam experience with a sock on the board but it was the first of its kind at that time what i didn't know is that khan academy had been funded by the bill gates foundation i believe and also google and it was the perfect timing because youtube was making a huge push for education and they were just funding, like, millions of dollars into, like, these other people that were making videos. I didn't get any of those millions of dollars, but it was a good timing to catch this wave of educational information on YouTube. Um, and so by the time I graduated in May of 2013, I was doing, like, $20,000, $25,000 a month um, in revenue. And that first year in business, I, was, I did about 350000 and I'm like, what uh, the
0: heck? This is crazy. I was a little bit over the fifty thousand. Yeah, dreams. a little bit over.
1: <laughs> and then the next year, I think we doubled that. In eighteen months, we were a million dollar business. We brought over a million dollars. And so, Holy it was just crazy because I I never thought that that this stupid idea would ever work. I never thought that uh, you know I'd ever be a success online. I never made a dollar online before. Uh, I mean, I made a few dollars, but it wasn't like less than a hundred bucks, maybe. Um, so the biggest thing that I've learned is that you got to learn before you earn and you got to grow your brain and grow your bank because what you put in your mind, the thoughts that you put in your mind, they're true either way. So if you think you can't do it, then you can't. And if you think you can, then you can And wh- one of the best quotes I have from Tony Robbins is it's like, okay, just agree with your mind, agree with your subconscious if it's negative and just say like, fine, it's impossible. But just really ask yourself a question. And Rich Dad Poor Dad tells you to ask yourself a question. It's just like, if it was possible, how could it be possible? And Mm. yeah, and even Rich Dad Poor Dad in his book says like, you know, um, if you keep on telling your brain you can't, then obviously you can't. But your brain's a muscle. So you should always ask your brain a question. Like, how can I? And when you start asking your brain questions, your brain's a natural problem solver. It's going to find solutions of how to do stuff. Um, so fast forward into, we made, you know, millions of dollars. Uh, I think our highest year was $2 million. And then the competitors entered the field and started copying everything I was doing. Everything. I know. And I was over here living my four hour work week life. Like everything's on automation. I'm like (laughs) traveling the world. I went to 60 countries and I'm like, yeah, okay, this is good. I made it. And then I look back and I'm like, oh crap, dude our sales are going down like 30% year over year. And I'm like, we're going to be out of business in about 18 months if we don't change this, yeah.
0: <laughs> the, the 18 months that took to get us to a to million dollars were going to be exactly the same time. I
1: know. So it was between 2015-ish to 2018 that I had to come to the real realization that I have to keep on learning. And we had to graduate mm-hmm. from this small mom and pop shop to a corporation kind of business where it's like, hey, if we're like, what are we doing? Why are we doing it? And at the time, it's like my brother's wife was doing uh, customer service. One of my good friends who used to be a car salesman was doing sales, right? We were just like a hodgepodge like group, right? It's just, and I'm thinking like, what are we doing? And it's like, at that point, I was like, are we really just here just to make money? Or are we here to like help educate students and really help them? Because everyone was like, no, I, my, my dad was like, just let the business die and just squeeze it for as much money as you can. I'm like, ah, I mean, we made a lot of money thus far, but it's like, what's the, what's the mission here? So when I started getting back to the mission of like, what would nursing students really benefit from? You know, it would be from memory tricks, like animation style videos. That's beautiful. It would be from like an evidence-based approach of really what is being tested on and memory tricks to match what's being tested on. So 2018, 19, uh, we were about, I think probably a year from being bankrupt. At that point, I had to make that decision of firing everyone on the family side of the business and being like, yo, we're all going to go down together and burning flames. (laughs) Or...
0: How did that go with the family? Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm like, or I'm like, this business... You can either have, you know, you either have two options in life anytime, like, you know, crap hits the fan or bad things happen. You can choose to get bitter or you can choose to get better. And so I'm like, I'm like, guys, we've, this has been a great chapter in our lives. It's been five years ish. And you can either be bitter or you can be better, you know, and um, the the numbers are going down. I'm investing my life savings back into this. I'm not even sure if we can turn this around. Because I have to go back to the drawing board and redo over a thousand videos by myself. Wow! And then I'd have to find a really strong, powerful, like COO, um, chief operating officer, that would do all the business side, so the marketing, mm. budgeting, sales and service, analytics, and I would have to do the content side, right? So I'm like, guys, like we we can we can ride this out together, but the focus is not going to be on us anymore. It's not going to be, oh, I love this job because I get to work from home or I get to travel the world. It's like, no, the focus is going to be the student and really put ourselves in the student. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we're doing this is to help students, not to help ourselves anymore. You know. So what happened was we turned that ship around. Uh, it, was, it took a lot. And uh, I believe in 2019, we finally stopped the bleeding. We increased 3% that year. And then we just put a massive amount, oh man, so much time and effort back into the company. Um, 2020, we had redone about 300 videos and we increased by 300%. And yeah, it was amazing. And so now to this day, about three years later, we've done 600% increase because we had to redo all the videos. I literally had to do 1,500 videos, <laughs> all all animation.
0: And, and, the co- and the point is that you're the front face of the entire operation. There, there's no replacement for your face. I know, I know. At least. We- okay, okay. We can use AI. Probably nowadays we can use some AI.
1: <laughs> yeah. But that's the, I think the biggest thing is like knowing to be adaptable because what, what got you to the 100 grand mark is not going to get you to the million mark and that's not going to get you to the 10 million mark, you know? So really one of the biggest things I learned at that phase of the business was um, relying on a big team. I call the three Ps. Uh, In any business or really any startup, it's always about the people first. Who are you hiring? Do they have that grit? Do they have the desire and passion to win? Do they have the same vision of helping uh, your customer as as you do? And then the next one is the product. How do you make a product with those key people to help your customer? And then the last Mm -hmm. part is the pitch. It's like, how are you selling the product? and so, my biggest thing was really manifesting and focusing on that that perfect ideal fit that would be, you know, kind of like the best person for the company. And after praying about it and have my mom pray about it, like he actually came like three days later through a family friend. So it was pretty amazing. Hmm.
0: I have now two questions before we jump into this part because the first one is, let me take you back to the moment where you were in the shower, yeah, like this, like. Do, 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 do. And everything had had failed at that point what made the difference what were you telling you what did you tell yourself at that moment that was different from any other shower
1: yeah yeah um it's funny there's there's actually a podcast about this it's they talk about the moment after meditation and the shower like the shower you get you get time to decompress and like let your mind run free mm-hmm. but it's like those those borders from the meditation itself that's that's really helpful to frame how your mind works in the shower so in the shower, I was just really thinking like, who cares? Like, you know, it's, it's a nine out of 10, um, fails. So I'm only at failure six or seven at the time. I'm like, who cares? I'm I'm not gonna, you know, spend any more money than I'm used to. And if I fail again, fantastic. Uh, That's another one on my way to nine failures. So I'm like, I have nothing to lose.
0: Wow. So that was pretty interesting because it sounds that you were so confident in the number and also the progress. It's like, this is part of the progress. I need to keep doing this, not just giving up.
1: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And so that was the, uh, that was, you have to just commit in your mind to the plan of like failing nine, nine times. Cause that that's really where it is. If you can't wrap your mind around failing nine times, then just don't start. Go work for someone else. Like do something that is meaningful in another way. But it's you're not meant to be a business owner or an entrepreneur because so many times people think like I only have one time to do something correctly. But it, it, it's weird because when I when I was really thinking about it, I'm like, why do adults do that? When you're a kid and when you're learning stuff, you don't give yourself a limit to learning something, and you know you fall down as many times as you need to until you learn, and then you learn how to walk, and then you give yourself a lot of grace when you're learning a new job and you're like, okay, you're learning, you're learning. And school's a two-year process, dude. You're learning and learning and failing and learning. And then you start practicing your career and it's like, no one makes these fake rules up, but it's weird because your mind does. And mm. ent- entrepreneurship can take any form and shape that you want. Um, I-, I think one of the biggest things that really helped me was listening to the biographies of like Disney and Walt Disney and uh, the guys who did Pixar, and even Jeff Bezos uh, with Amazon, because it just shows you like the human flaw and the human error that dude. Everyone's just trying to figure it out as they go along. The hardest part is just mm-hmm. getting, the, the what they call it, the art is not the start of just giving yourself the freedom and the permission to fail. You know, that's that's the hardest part.
0: Huh. This this is pretty interesting because. Um, the mindset, like you said, is is very critical. Learning from people that have reached what you m- may want to achieve as well or something similar. Nevertheless, that does not mean that if we follow the same recipe as they accomplished, that we're going to get the same results. No, no, no. We're actually c- carving a brand new path. So we're going to have clearly not the same problems that they had. But the more that we that we start thinking about, okay, okay. This is nine out of ten or ten out of ten. It doesn't matter. the 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 moment is that the point is that more failures create more momentum. Something it sounds something like that. no, no. It's
1: very, very true. Because I, if Simple Nursing had a thousands of views, let's just say millions of views, and I didn't know in the business realm of how to make a website, I didn't know how to convert a customer online. I didn't know a sales page, right? Um, I didn't know how to make the funnel. It it wouldn't have been as successful. It would have just been like, oh, here's a great guy on YouTube. And dude, I see it all the time. I see amazing content creators that have so much good information, but they just give it away for free and they don't make a sales process that actually would help actually fund better videos, better product, better user experience. They just kind of stay at this version 1.0 and just like, here it is for the world. And like, okay, I'm making some money wow. off of YouTube ads. Now, let and me take it. you
0: to the next, the next event. Okay. Nurse, uh, simple nursing is already on on its on its own train working and you are seeing the, the downfall of this this empire that you have created. What made you make the decision or what was the moment where you decided, okay, no, we need to fire all the family? which for some people just thinking about it's like, ah! <laughs> what was that in, in your mind? What was the, the, the moment? How was the moment that you that you made that decision? What was the thinking process behind it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest thing is that you have to understand that things change all the time. I think it was even Darwin who said that it's not the strongest or fastest species that survives, but it's the one that's best at adapting to change, you know? And at the same time, it's like, you can always think, hey, you can get better or you can get better. So the thing is, is that I, I'm looking at the numbers. And I'm like, guys, we're going to be bankrupt in 18 months. And it's funny because everyone had an idea in the small family business of what the business was for. And my brother's wife and my brother were like, oh, we want, you know, $10,000 a month because we're doing sales and customer service. I'm like, dude, our customers are shrinking. Why do you want more money? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> because you can work from home. And then my one of my good friends was doing the sales uh, part of it. And he's just like, oh yeah, we need to, you know, get more money and revenue and this and that. And no one around that table actually said for one time that, hey, we're helping students. Like, hey, how can we make this better for the students? Or what can we do to, you know, um, to enhance the uh, the product experience for the end user? And it was at that time, I'm like, everyone's vision is cloudy. Everyone got off, you know, what we were actually trying to do. And even me I think my focus in the beginning was how do i make money online and not really how do i help students right now and so i think when you focus on the what are you doing and the why i always i heard this in a great podcast what are you doing and why are you doing it focus on that the two w's and then the when and the how will come later because if you're if the reason why you're doing something is so important to you then the timelines really don't matter and if what are you doing is you know that that passion and vision project then like the when It can always be. Reminds me
0: also. uh, Even you mentioned Tony Robbins. He talks about the having first the the why, then the what, and later comes the how. And the how is going to iterate. It can change completely if something did not work. Then change it to another way. Okay. Hmm. So now let's talk about simple nursing because what you guys are doing is fantastic. I mean, I have devoured your content like if I would be a nursing student because it's. First, it is super fun, it is super easy to understand, and it is memorable. How did you get, or how did you come to the realization that, okay, we need to do format a format like this or content like this one?
1: Yeah, so I, I saw, so imagine this. So imagine, you know, you're the only taco truck on the street, and you're just killing it, you know, because like, you, there's no other place to get tacos. And then two other taco trucks come up and doing the same exact thing you're doing, but a little bit better. And you're like, crap. So now you're probably going to go out of business because those taco trucks are beating you. So our idea was, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we went around to everyone's taco truck and took ideas and put it and made it like the best taco in the world, you know? So that's, that's kind of what we did. We, uh, I looked at, uh, PBS, what they were doing. Um, a few other YouTube channels that had animation, and how they integrated it into their their videos. I looked at you know what would be the best video for nursing students. And what what we thought of was like, hey, what if we just dissected the top five textbooks that nursing students use, and hired three instructors that teach the program to really extract only the need to know information that's always tested on. And so once we started doing that, we got only the need to know info that will be tested on the board exams and then started matching memory tricks to that with the visual aid. And we're like, that would be the best taco on the street. So we had that project and that concept uh, in 2019 and um, just basically built upon that. And so I, I still believe that it's the best way to learn because everyones I think everyone's a visual learner. And if you see only the need to know information with memory trick and match it together, it's just very simple. You're going to pass your classes. And in
0: the case of a nursing uh, student or when when they are in their practice, my guess is that you guys need to be on top of what you have learned. It needs to come right at that moment when there is a patient that needs your help. (laughs) Isn't it? Yeah, not
1: really, actually.
0: Oh, Correct okay. me. <laughs> like, Please, go ahead.
1: I love okay. this. Uh, nursing school is very much like taking a driver's test. It has nothing to do oh, with really? it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's when you take a driver's test, your hands have to be right here all the time. You have to use your blinker and like, you know, whatever. Like actual nursing is a very technical skill or like a learned skill. Yeah. Um, So you really don't even know anything until your first year of actual practice. So you're in nursing school for two years, just learning how to take tests and learning how to check boxes off. Like your entire nursing school program, you like, you can do an IV and like insertion maybe one time or zero times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, nothing. You only know numbers, you know, signs and symptoms that you read in a book, especially the people that were online for clinical during COVID. Like there was a there was a student a few students that was like I never actually touched a real patient before because of COVID and so now I have to be in the neuro ICU learning and and the good thing about this is that most hospitals they they like help you through like a preceptorship program so they'll they'll put you like with another nurse and they'll do a training program for at least six months for you to get on your own but um, but yeah the the only thing that really helps make nursing students nurses is just passing your classes and passing your board exams and so we figured out a way to have like a netflix style streaming service with videos that just consolidates all the information in an eight minute video that would have taken you three hours to probably find for yourself yeah so we just help you pass your boards and then yeah
0: what about the memory techniques? And I'm going to ask this because one of our of the first episodes of the of the podcast was with this mental athlete from Spain. He was a memory champion, actually, José Maria Vea. Oh, and, and and the way the guy was able to to memorize the number pi up to 150 digits or something like that—crazy! Yeah. And we were talking about the techniques that he has been using, not only for stuff like that, but for the day-to-day. And then we actually interviewed another memory athlete from Mexico. Now that I recall, recall. So, so how are you guys using memory techniques to help students?
1: I need to get those guys on our team. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Honestly, I I, I don't have any advanced uh, techniques like them. But what I usually try to do is either make a word rhyme with something else or use the same letter. Uh, for example, there's a there's only one cardiac enzyme that shows a heart attack, and it's called troponin. So if T for troponin shows up uh, that's positive, then that means T for trauma in the heart, and it shows that you have heart damage. Another one that you have to know is uh, – What was it? Uh, Creatinine, which creatinine shows that you have a damaged kidney. So the key number you have to know for your boards is 1.3. Anything over 1.3, we call bad kidney. So we just put those Yeah, we put that together. And so, yeah, some of it, it's harder. But yeah, that's what we try to
0: do. The videos that I was watching from you guys just hit me because I said, you guys are, you especially have this mindset that is so eager and so able to to come up with rhymes and with songs like parodies. We're going to talk about that for sure, right? So you may know, uh, what's the name of this guy? Um,
1: Weird Al it Richard
0: Richard Feynman.
1: Oh, Richard Feynman. No.
0: Man, you have to, to check his, his autobiography. It's called, You Have to Be Joking, Mr. Feynman. And it is, he's considered the best explainer in the planet.
1: From really? time
0: really? He even was a Nobel Prize. Yeah, and the guy was able to... And he was basically a renaissance man, a polymath. So it reminded me when I was watching your videos of this guy because he was considered the, the, the best explainer in the planet on, on science. You guys, for me, that I have clueless about nursing, were, wow, they are the best explainers, or Mike is the best explainer in nursing for me, right? <laughs>
1: Man, I, I, I got to like get his book. This is amazing. But it's
0: it's <laughs> hilarious. His book is hilarious, by the way.
1: What was it called again?
0: You have to be joking, Mr. Yeah. Feynman.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, check, check that out. That. Now, now, let me go into to ask some of these other questions first. Uh, what were some of the mistakes that you see in other people when they're starting, whether their entrepreneurial career or their YouTube? Because so many of us would like to put some content out there or we may be afraid, we may we may be thinking, oh, I don't know uh, how to do this or the other thing. And that discourages the person. So what are some of the mistakes that you see?
1: Yeah, one of the biggest mistakes is marrying your idea before you date it. So let me explain. So so many times, like it it, it sounds ridiculous, right? Like the dating world, it's like you're gonna get married on the first date, right? <laughs> Imagine showing up to your first date with, you already bought the ring, you bought the dress, you booked the venue to get married, and you haven't even met this person, right? You don't even know if it's going to work. So I see students, I, I see people do that all the time, right? They'll buy the expensive camera like I did. That's a rookie mistake. You buy so many expensive things like a fancy computer and like, you know, a backdrop and all these things. And, you know, you spend so much money on an idea that you don't even know it's going to work. So what I usually tell people to do is like, do your, do an entire course in a weekend. You should only be 70% happy with a course if you're going to create it. You shouldn't be 100% happy because, you know, making a course, you don't know. You're making a dish for the first time. You can't be perfect. And I think that's the biggest thing is just getting in your mind that you have to learn before you earn, that this is a learning process and you have to fail nine times. One of the biggest things in terms of practical advice that I would recommend is just give information um, as much as you can online for free. So, what I usually tell people to do is people are so, they put the cart before the horse. They're so focused on making a sale before they make a community or make a name for themselves that people know, like, and trust. So, for example, like, let's just say we're teaching about uh, my buddy who's a physical therapist in the UK. He wants to make something for like optimizing back health or physical therapy stuff. I'm like, dude, then make a hundred videos that you know of just doing that and see if anyone watches you. Because if no one watches you, they're not going to buy from you. And he's always like figuring out like, oh, but this website and the sales funnel. I'm like, dude, that doesn't even matter because it doesn't matter if you have a sales funnel if no one cares about you. So it's like Oprah. Oprah can sell anything at any time because she's Oprah. She doesn't need a sales funnel. She doesn't need a marketing campaign. It's just like, hey, go buy this and they're buying it, right? And like, dude, you just need people to know you like you trust you. If they, if you can do that, they'll buy anything from you. So that's one of the, the second biggest rules is just just sit your butt down and pump out a bunch of video content that you're not proud of and put it on YouTube. <laughs> wow.
0: Whew. It reminds me also of Seth Golding, um, uh, what is it called? So, do you know Seth Golding uh, he wrote Lynchpin and stuff like that he's constantly um, encouraging you to to keep doing that and actually actually uh, a week ago I was watching this video with Ed Sheeran and he was telling how he composes and he, how he produces and he told him so, so how do you get the, those ideas? And he said, well, the mind is like this bucket and you have the the crappy ideas at the top and the good ones are at the bottom so you just went, you just need to 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 get all of those crappy ideas as quickly as possible and you will find the golden nuggets at the bottom oh
1: no it's so true like i thought out of all the ideas i ever had i thought that the simple nursing idea was the dumbest idea cuz th- think about it at the time right like i failed at a nursing school for one never made any money online i was actually 8 grand in debt from all my business endeavors I was waiting to get back into nursing school, not even sure if I was going to be a nurse. And I'm like, wow, what a great time to actually start a YouTube channel educating nursing students. <laughs> That's just dumb. That And all these things are going on in my head, but then I'm just like, screw it. Let's just try it out. It's going to fail again, but who cares? You know?
0: and, and the funny part is, is the, the sock, right? <laughs> Clean yes, it up with yeah, the sock. <laughs>
1: sock and I still have those videos up on YouTube right now.
0: Great. So now, for example, okay, I am I am a, a an entrepreneur or want to be an entrepreneur and we are on, on an elevator, right? And I get you here in the elevator. We have only 15 floors to go okay. To, okay. to spend time together. You okay. have given me all of that advice. What's well, something that you can tell me in, in that time that it's the most important thing that I need to do as an entrepreneur?
1: Honestly, the biggest thing for an entrepreneur is just you have to Focus on growing your brain. Just grow your brain, grow your bank. You're only seven books away from a totally different life. Mm-hmm. If you can focus on just learning before you earn, that is the number one thing. Um, because all the practicality of how to do it is already there. And I think one of the biggest things is people don't learn, so they don't earn. And yeah. So I that's why I want to make like a 48-hour product launch course. And just show them like, hey, here's how to get your product out to the world in 48 hours and just set it, forget it. Wow. See what
0: awesome. yeah. Sign me up for one of those ones. By the way, we just arrived to the 15th floor. Thank you. How do you consume information?
1: I love audiobooks. I, I will admit to something I'm not proud of. I Actually, screw it. I'm proud of this. Um, <laughs> I have never read a book cover to cover in my entire life. I've, all, I've gotten close, like maybe two chapters left, but I've never finished uh, reading a book. I finished multiple books by audiobooks. Um, and that's so easy for me because I'll just throw it onto the gym and, like, you know, an hour a day, even when you're driving too, I'll be done with the book in like a week or two. So pretty amazing. Yeah, I really like
0: that. Nice. Any other source besides uh, books, audiobooks in this case, that you consume?
1: Yeah, I like to do uh, podcasts. I'm very much of like Howard Hughes, where I just dive into a topic for like two weeks so when i when i got stem cells in the cayman islands i just listened to every stem cell podcast i can get my hands on and just devoured it uh and i put it at like 2x speed so i can just hear it faster and yeah th- then i got into peptides and then biohacking and all those things so yeah
0: uh, thanks to biohacking is that we meant actually right <laughs> no, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> that's the best part
0: question yeah, so, I mean, now so yeah. if you invest time in, in in consuming how do you make decisions about what or all of your ideas because consuming that much amount of information brings you so many ideas But do you know which ones to prioritize
1: i don't <laughs> 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 okay the thing is is like
0: when i look i don't know
1: if i've embodied this yet but when I've, i i i want to think i have but when i look at like someone like elon musk right? Um, he has like so many ideas that are in the works and um, you know, things like, you know, going to Mars, digging tunnels, self-driving cars, buying Twitter and all these things. But he has systems and teams in place and he kind of like evaluates the odds. Um, So what I've, what I've heard from a podcast was like write down 10 stupid ideas. If you can't think of 10, then write down 30 dumb ideas. And so I have a list of uh, about 25 dumb ideas. And I'm just looking at what is the most simple to execute? Um, which one would help the most amount of people? Another one would be like, which one would be like, you know, um, like the biggest passion project and even the the biggest like return on investment is the idea. So mm. um, that's what I'm basically focused on. So like one of the ideas was, you know, food trucks are getting like really popular these days, right? And so one of the ideas was like, wouldn't it be cool to, like, get a, uh, like, a short bus or, like, a school bus and make, like, a theme out of, like, you know, a school bus with, like, you know, handcrafted cuisine from, like, you know, from the cafeteria. Um, like a five cheese, grilled cheese and stuff. And then girls in, like, pencil skirts, like, school girl outfits, like, serving you and stuff. <laughs> I always thought that would be, like, really cool. But that's the problem. It's, like, the startup cost would be a lot of money. I'm not really passionate about food. If I was a chef probably a different story um and then just to actually finance that and get the right partners and the right team in place would kind of be really difficult but really the biggest thing is i'm not as passionate about it now let's say next week i manifest someone that's like oh dude we should totally collab i had this idea blah blah we figure out the financing part that would be great because i have the concept and the idea behind it but not necessarily the day-to-day operations, if that makes sense.
0: In that sense, what makes you passionate?
1: Oh, man, I love, and I didn't really realize this until I started focusing on mind, body, spirit. So if I'm really simplifying stuff like I have with nursing, I really got into simplifying the mind. I'm like, what's the fastest way between A to Z with your mind? And I was like, looking at meditation, I'm like, dude, this just takes too long. I'm so ADD. Oh, man, it's horrible. (laughs) So I forced myself to go into a dunk tank uh, for about 25 hours in the month, in one month. And so I was trying to get to a 50-hour benchmark because if you go to a sensory deprivation tank, in that tank, I've learned so much about myself and how I operate. So I just love to get a complex idea and then figure out what is the easiest way to get, like, how do you hack it? How do you make it more efficient, cheaper, faster, and better? And then I get really frustrated when I go over here into the details of it all. So I think that's where the team really helps. But the concept and the ideology is really hard for uh, traditional people that work in a, in companies to wrap their heads around. And to really be a good entrepreneur, you really just have to think, what would I want as a consumer? What would I want as a customer? And put yourself in their shoes. Um, I think the guy from HubSpot actually said this. He's like, where friction is low, then money will flow. So if you can be that solution for someone then people will buy it from you, so mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing. Is I just love hacks and just getting.
0: Two things first. That sounds also very much what a Alex Alex Hormozzi. You know Alex Hormozzi, yes. yeah, oh, yeah. First formula. And second, man, it it says that even though you are devouring information, do, doing the opposite actually, right? Restricted or depriving yourself for all stimuli helps you. That's so interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I think one of the the best things I've ever done in my life was meditation and also psilocybin. Uh, (laughs) Because the meditation will actually, it's funny, man, like you don't even know yourself because you're layered on so many things you didn't even choose. Like you didn't choose where you were born, your parents, even your ethnicity, your gender. You're just born into this body and you think you're supposed to be a certain way. And when you actually dig down into 50 hours or more of regular practice meditation you actually really find out who you are and you're observing yourself um and yeah i think that was one of the best things i've ever done because now i get to see really what i get passionate about so yeah it's so for example it's like let's just say tomorrow we had 300 food trucks right and it was like a great like you know little business but it's like I never really solved a problem for someone. There's there's nothing that made something better, faster, cheaper. It's just serving food and a great experience. So for me, it would be like it would be way more fulfilling to do a forty hour forty eight hour product launch for people and see them actually getting their dreams out there in a better, faster, efficient way.
0: And what about I mean, the psilocybin? So we had meditation right hand. Oh yeah, and-
1: man. So I I grew up very Christian. I was supposed to be a youth pastor. The whole the whole nine yards. Yeah. Then I started experimenting like spirituality and like doing a lot of other stuff. Um, I've tried mushrooms in the past when I was in my 20s, but never really respected it. I was just doing a party stuff and like visuals until I saw the uh, Netflix documentary, How to Change Your Mind. And I that's when I started going on an internal journey instead of an external journey. So they recommend to put like a uh, an eye mask on and they're doing it at John Hopkins University, I think Harvard and a few others. And man, it's curing people's OCD, panic disorder, I think rumination. Um, So for me, it really just manifested and really kind of brought to light the things I kind of already knew in meditation. But one of those things was was the fact that I really just felt really very, very connected to like universal consciousness. And Mm -hmm. it's weird because like the same molecular structure elements-wise that are in our bodies right now, when we die, we go back into the soil. And that, that same, like, matter can't be created or destroyed. So we are literally stardust. Like, that's basically what we are. Um, we're the same elements that are in the earth right now. And the one thing that, this is what I realized on my journey, one thing that I realized was, like, the earth is constantly changing between life and death and life and death. But the weird part is humans hate change. We want things to stay the same all the time. When it's in us and it's in the earth, that's the one thing that the earth does better than any other planet. Any other little rock circling a star is it's changing between life and death and always. So once you really, really learn to let go and embrace change and embrace the life and embrace the death and really just experience it as just a normal process, that's when you really start making big changes in your mind and big changes in your life, I think
0: wow that's super cool thank you I'm, I'm going to definitely watch the that is the documentary by michael Pollan, right isn't it
1: oh man yeah it's so good like um yeah the, the second episode still was it's great he even talks about um how they really kind of discovered it again back in the 60s in uh, oaxaca or osaka
0: and, and so many and so many other cultures have had those kind of technologies and they have been put aside or they have been classified whether governmental or even just culturally as prohibited right which is so interesting like you said sometimes the 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 religious mindset is so strict so dogmatized in something that does not allow to expand or adapt to to things to technologies that were older than humans probably (laughs) way
1: older which is really strange to me because i'm like you know if god actually made these things on earth it's like I don't know. I mean, obviously, everything in like moderation, because opioid an opioid will kill you and things like that, you know, from poppies. But at the same time, I think uh, I've never felt so connected um, before uh, a- after that trip, which was which was really amazing to me.
0: Wow! It also it also reminds me of this other documentary from Neurons to Nirvana. Have you watched that one? Oh no! Yeah, it's super short, and it's gonna give you a, an entire spectrum of other. Psychedelics or entheogens, as well. Uh, it's called From uh, Neurons to Nirvana. Yeah, check it out. Oh, one of the next episodes, actually, uh, my ayahuasca shaman is going to be uh, in the show. So we have to, I have to, to show you that one.
1: Oh, man. Let me see here. I need to write that down.
0: Yeah, it's super cool. That one and the other one as well. I would say it is um, From Shock to Awe. That's another oh, one. So those two, highly suggested. Mike, let me ask you now this other question. What are the daily habits that make you the best version of yourself?
1: (laughs) All right. It wasn't always like this, but the intention was there, right? Um, Okay, so I'm going to show you guys my five steps. I don't get it done every single day. We call this a five-star day. But the intention behind it was the bookends of the day. I'm horrible at the last book of the day in a sense that the first hour that you start your day and the last hour you start your day really depends it determines how you are person in the long run. Cause it's like it's these little habits that shape your character and who you are. So the first hour I'm really good at, but the the last hour before going to bed I'm really horrible at. <laughs> but I made a little uh an entire list like this. This is a five star day. So what what does a five star day mean? So they say number one, magic starts at night, which I'm really horrible at. So You have to get at least eight hours of sleep-ish, seven and a half or whatever, and just get restful sleep because that sets up how productive you are the next day. And so that's, if you get eight hours, you get one star. The second star is your morning routine. So basically, I I fast until 2.30. And one of the things I do in the morning is you do a cold shower, a cold-ish shower. Apparently... It increases your adrenaline and epinephrine and norepi in your body, your catecholamines that actually energize you and kind of wake you up. Um, then you do three things you're grateful for in that day. And I usually just do it for three minutes. Um, and then I do my supplements, which I do a few. I do like 15. But <laughs> but, if, but for sake of simplicity, the main ones is NMN for um, DNA repair and it's a precursor to nad which actually gives you longevity and and um it's one of the biggest things that they say is going to cure aging um the second one is resveratrol so I do a thousand milligrams of both and then I do omega threes in the morning um then I like to get into like mind body spirit work so that entire thing from the shower to the gratitude to the i even do tongue scraping and supplements it'll take like 15 minutes or 10 minutes. Then I try to do about um, about 10 to 15, 20 minutes of uh, just meditation work where I'm just sitting there and I do meditation and manifestation. So I don't know if you guys, I don't, I don't know if you know, but I've heard it from a few people, even acupuncturists, where it's like, if you really want to manifest something, you have to be in a meditative state, like a relaxed state. So you're not chasing and you're not fighting. You're just accepting and you're owning it. So what I do is for the first part of that five minutes, I just practice gratitude or just calming the mind and just kind of being at peace. And then the next five minutes, I start manifesting and just basically saying things that you want, but you can't say that you want them or you're chasing them. You have to just act like you own it. It's done because it already is. The moment you start chasing something or really wanting it, the farther it runs from you. So what I've started accepting is a great team, great health, um, a loving family, just peace where I'm at in my life right now. Because the hardest part about it being an entrepreneur is your greatest strengths, also your greatest weakness. So what makes you really motivated will also, you're going to get really down on yourself and negativity-wise, because you're going to be kicking yourself and like, can I do more? Can I do more? You messed up on this. And then you're like flogging yourself. So one of the best ways to center yourself is by just practicing that gratitude and you know taking a look at where you wanna go. They always say like the most successful people focus on where they want to go, not focused on where they're at currently. So the mind work, if I don't get anything done throughout the whole day, the mind work is probably the most important thing. Um, because the workouts is just good for your, you can have the best body, but the worst mindset, you'll not you'll not go anywhere. You know, you can see a bunch of guys at the gym. That have just the worst attitudes, but have the great bodies, right? Like if they actually spend, <laughs> if they spend as much time on their mind as they did their bodies, you know, they'd probably be in a totally different. Yeah, it's there.
0: interesting because uh, you know biceps like this, but their mind is so weak, like it's, it's like a like a super super slim. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah.
0: And you were telling me that those are the five, right, or the four?
1: Yeah, that was kind of messy. So sorry about that. So it's uh, so one is sleep. Number two is your morning routine of like whatever your morning routine consists of. So mine is, um, you know, a cold shower, uh, gratitude and your supplements. And then the third one is like your mindset. So do about 10 to 15 minutes or right now I'm doing a breathwork course from, uh, what was it? The Art of Living. So I'm taking a little bit more time. I'm doing 40 minutes of actual mind work, breath work, mind breath, and just being in that meditative state. And then the what was it? What number are we? I don't even know. So then then you do the body work, right? So for me, at least I like to get 30 minutes of cardio, 30 minutes of weights, and then, um, about 15 minutes of sauna. Um, now I only do that, that body work like three days a week. So ideally you can get a five-star day around three to five days a week, but it's, it's kind of hard to get any more than that. So, but it, 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 It's amazing because once that starts compounding over, you know, the course of a year, you can see some really big improvements in in how you live.
0: Wow. You know, I was, I was uh, giving um, a talk on how to avoid burnout and achieve optimal performance to a group of founders uh, this morning. And I realized that about something similar to what you said. It is our brain is so bad at realizing when we are going downhill in little, little decrements right we cannot realize it and we start normalizing that thing until it's too late and it's boom burnout nevertheless our brain is so bad at realizing that when we do this kind of little increments like the ones that you're suggesting at some point woof we have this return of investment that is like wow how did i get here right it's
1: the it's honestly the moments in between the moments they call it like the moments in between the big moments that make the biggest difference and it's really like honestly how you talk to yourself and and what you're saying to yourself, um, dude. One of the biggest things that I'm really getting good at, at night that I added was um, brain tap. Remember brain tap at the conference? Yes,
0: yeah, brain tap. How was that one? I was thinking about trying it.
1: To... Oh my god! Okay, if your listeners are listening, this is probably the most important thing. I've already manifested three things that I was thinking about by using brain tap app, and the the cool thing. The app is free. I don't even use the headset anymore. I just use the earpods. Really? No, yeah, I just use the earpods. <laughs> and so it's free. The only thing you pay for in the brain tap app is um, is the sleep, I believe, the sleep one. So okay. I've been listening. I haven't been listening to sleep. Um, I have like a fourteen day challenge that I've been doing morning and evening. I've been listening to um, what's it called? Lifestyle and basically manifesting your perfect uh, relationships, personal success, magnet. There's like probably 40 different ones for like 20 minutes I just listen to it before I go to bed and then when I wake up wow yeah dude it's been crazy yeah so one of the things I manifested was my friend has a master class for Botox for nurses showing them how to set up their clinics And I'm like dude you should totally franchise this it can be a you know 100 million dollar business and I'm like what you would need is this certain type of franchiser like five years plus experience a boutique style not a lot of clients but handcrafted Literally two days later, I had a dream about Bert and Ernie. I'm like, "What? That's weird." I go to the gym. I'm in the sauna. I meet a guy named Bert, and he has a franchise business that he's owned for ten years. He only has three small clients, and he's like, "Yeah, let's jump on a phone call and see if we can franchise your friend's Botox studio." I'm like, "No way!"
0: <laughs> wow, I'm, I'm downloading it. It's the BrainTap Open BrainTap Pro, right? Great. Yeah, for 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 and for people that they don't know what is BrainTap, it. It it comes with a with a gadget, but that you're not even using the gadget. But can you explain a little bit what is Brain Tap, please?
1: Yeah, yeah. So so um we went to a conference, JJ and I went to a conference for biohacking. And one of the vendors there was Brain Tap. And so it was actually created by a doctor that is specialized in the Silva mind control method, which if you guys don't know, Silva was huge in the eighties and seventies and even nineties, and they basically showed people how to tap into their subconscious. So the idea behind it is that Your subconscious basically runs 70% of how you operate in the day in your life, whether that's from your childhood traumas, from the negative beliefs that you're holding on to, whatever it is. So what brain tap does is it puts you in a meditative state and then does subtle suggestions to get your subconscious mind to manifest things. So remember what I was saying? Like you have to be in a meditative state first and then you do the manifestation work. So it'll tell you subconsciously as you're going to sleep or as you're in this relaxed state of how to think, how to let go, how to let go of negative thinking, how to basically embody the things that you want to do. And it's really helpful because I think that a lot of people want to manifest. They just don't know how. And this feels like it's, it's all inclusive in a 20-minute bite-sized track. And boom, you can just get it, you know.
0: Man, I'm gonna try it right away because I've been thinking about this thing, and I was thinking, Hey, should I get me the 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 goggles? But if you're telling me you don't need the goggles, I trust it.
1: Yeah, if if you get the goggles, it really what the goggles do, I believe, is it blinks both eyes to put you into this REM because REM is REM is your deep, deep sleep. It's basically your rapid eye movement. But it'll force your um it'll train your pupils to go back and forth into this REM movement to get you in a deeper state. So yeah
0: oh uh, it sounds very much like non-sleep deep rest have you heard about that NSDr sdr take a look at that i've heard it sdr yeah and andrew huberman talks about that which is a type of self-hypnosis that we're that we're doing yeah take a look at it because i'm getting myself more and more into that so we can talk about that in the next episode <laughs> yeah. so let me ask this other question mike i know that we're getting to the end of our time together let's go with some of the rapid fire questions and maybe this one is going to take a little longer than a, than a rapid fire. So that's okay. Which is what was something that you unlearned in recent years that improved the quality of your life?
1: Unlearned. That's a really good one. Oh man. There's so many things. Um, I think one of the biggest things that I had to really unlearn is that it's okay to not be perfect. Um, and it's okay to let things go and change, you know, um, man, there's so many, one of the biggest ones I'm learning right now, which I have learned in the past, but they they always say that the universe will keep on showing you the same episode and the same thing until you learn. And once you learn, then you won't see it anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. one of the biggest things I'm learning still is, is not to be a people pleaser. Um, and I don't exist for other people's happiness in a sense. Um, you know, I have to do what's right and fair and kind and peaceful for me, but I don't exist to actually make someone, you know, um, wow. proud of me or something like that, if that makes sense.
0: Cool. So let's keep moving on. What are your current mentors or role models?
1: Oh man. Um, Hugh Hefner, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um,
0: so let me think. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, I think uh, one of the biggest role models that's kind of in my mind is wrapping my head around Elon Musk because I think he's like AI or something. And the idea, just the idea of observing a human being like that or whatever he is, an alien, of just putting together teams and ideas and intentions and letting that team kind of guide it to success is is, is really something I admire. Because I have so many ideas that I really want uh, from a tiny home community we're building in Austin to uh, a peptide project to a drop ship company for NAD and glutathione that I would just love to be kind of like as almost like a blueprinter or someone who just makes like, you know, an architecture, you know, grafting um, and just lets a team build it and construct it and, and guide it to success. Um, hmm. That's one of the biggest things that I'm, I'm really focused on. Another one is um, looking at, there's not a real big role model that I actually focus on, but kind of like being in that, in that peaceful meditative state all the time, because I've met a few monks, not, not monks, but like, yeah, I guess monks or gurus. And I've seen them and seen how they build communities or seeing how the art of living and that entire story came together. And it's not like, From a business mind, you're thinking, oh, we need projections and financials and volunteers and payroll and all these things. When most of these guys, like the gurus and monks, they start with intention and they attract things to them and let things go. Um, There's no like KPIs or key performance indicators and, you know, it's COOs, CEOs and an org chart. It's usually just an intention and then all that stuff manifests into branches.
0: Um, The shaman that that I'm telling you that is coming in the upcoming episode taught me about productivity this way. He said, you are a real magician when you are completely silent and still and things come to you. Mm -hmm. You remind me very much what you're saying because I'm also impressed by, uh, for example, um, Sadhguru or Sri Sri... Yes. I'm the name. Yeah, I'm liking the name from The Art of Living. We should get him here. Wow. <laughs> that is super cool. Trichy nice. Ravi Shankar. Yeah. Trichy, Trichy Ravi Shankar. Yeah, we're going to get him here soon.
1: I love now, it. Now, Mike,
0: what are upcoming projects from Simple Nursing? What should we be focusing on or what should we be aware from your side?
1: One of the most exciting projects for Simple Nursing is uh, we made um, uh, 18 songs that are parody albums or parody songs. To, uh, to big hits. That's a great. You know, there's a Sweet Kidney of Mine, um, instead of Sweet Child of Mine, from um, who, Guns, Guns and Roses. And Roses. Yeah, that's what it was. And then uh, from Journey, Don't Stop Believing. We have Don't Stop Breathing. And we go through, like, all the pharmacology. And we're doing music videos behind that, too. Um, and it's great. Oh, man, it's so much fun. And I, I think we did such a good job, because I wrote those lyrics about five years ago, and I think they were solid. And I finally was able to produce them, uh, which is a personal, you know, project for me.
0: The one from Miley Cyrus cracked me up. I learned so much. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that was our first album. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) You are the weird old Yankemi of nursing, in other words.
1: (laughs) I know. Yeah, it's so much fun because I get to see students learn through that process, you know? And it's not just, most of them aren't just fun songs. It's like actual learning going on. So I'm like, dude, this is really cool. Yeah. Wow. We even do hotel cardiac for Hotel California and go through like the blood flow <laughs> through the heart. Oh man, it's so good. <laughs> it's okay <with>
0: yeah. <laughs> Eager to to hear those also, they they come up. What's oh. another project that you're working on?
1: For simple nursing, um we're making we want to at least make like a nurse career hub because right now our product ends by the end of nursing school. And so we want to help the nurses branch out into their career. And I think it'd be cool just to create like a streaming masterclass series of, you know, how to excel in your career, how to transfer departments, how to get the job with your resume, interview tips, sit down with hiring managers and say, what do you look for in a candidate? And this is coming from hiring managers from like, uh, you know, big Ivy League hospitals, you know, Um, and then create like a a continuing education platform behind that. That would be amazing. I think the ultimate goal, which I don't believe we're going to last that long because I, I believe we're going to sell the company or merge with the bigger company to realize a lot of the big goals. But one of the biggest ones is um, is create our own online nursing school, 100% online. Mm-hmm. And you just come in person to do your clinicals for six months. And it, it would basically be the Google and Amazon of nursing school. We'd shake up the market so good. Because when we're looking at COVID, we're like, dude, everyone's learning online through Zoom anyways. So learn with the videos, have your instructor there one day a week, just to ask questions about those videos. Cause we cover everything that's going to be on boards, take your exams. And then, you know, we're just going to cut out the fluff, cut out the BS. And then when it comes time to actually do your clinicals, it'll be all about learning instead of all about like doing all these unnecessary mm. items that most nursing schools have to do. So mm. it will be just, yeah, an amazing experience.
0: What about on your personal side? What is your, a personal project that you're eager to work on?
1: Yeah, so for me, I, I've mentioned this before, and, and actually we were talking about it, me and JJ. Um, I, we, we are making a, uh, a tiny home community out in Austin, Texas that is basically including the five-star day and all the elements that we have. Wow. Not to overwhelm people, but yeah, yeah. But I, I, I think it'd be great because so many times people are just they have an idea of biohacking, right? Or the this thing that's out there that's like, oh, biohacking is this or biohacking is that. And then I would just love to show people everything that, that I personally do on a day-to-day basis. And instead of going to like these, you know, rungas or these wellness retreats that are like 10 grand or five grand or seven grand, we can have it pretty much on demand 24 seven. It'll be a self-guided journey with we'll have a sauna on site a cold plunge a box gym um a meditation room even red light therapy um and there'll be qr codes that guide your journey uh you know mm-hmm. for a few hundred bucks uh and you can access wow. it anytime yeah and then we'll throw events there and stuff and i think that'll be yeah, great sign,
0: sign me up to get pig that one it's so close yeah yeah
1: that's the that's the intention i and and there's no deadlines for that i I think we're probably gonna be done by next summer or something like that i don't know So be nice
0: we're getting to the last part of the interview mike so what is something that you would say your younger version five years ago
1: five years ago yeah wait what was the question
0: (laughs) what would you say what would you tell your five year your your youngest i would say let me let me repeat this one because even i myself got it completely wrong (laughs) what is something that you will suggest or advise your version of five years ago
1: okay good question so what would i tell myself five years ago uh -hmm. from today one of the biggest things is is let go um yeah let Mm -hmm. go and enjoy the journey the joys in the journey um And then just focus on the basics, man. Just focus on what you're doing, why you're doing it, and build a team that that sees that same vision is the idea. Mm -hmm. But really the the biggest part is just letting go (laughs) letting go of expectations and getting a hold of appreciation of that moment. That's the idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: What would you tell the mic five years from now?
1: Oh man, what the hell are you doing, Mike? No, I'm just kidding. I think one of the biggest things five years from now, I would really yeah. just want to be like, Mike, you got to be in a place of peace. You just, you know, keep on practicing the fundamentals, uh, you know, keep on letting go. Um, nothing in life is is usually as, as important or as scary or as, an, as anxiety ridden as we really think. Um, and yeah, because yeah. yeah. I'm coming into the next stage of my life where I'm like, oh man, I need to like settle down and get married, have kids. And that gives me so much anxiety. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Likewise in
1: my life. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, that's, okay. that's what I'm trying to talk myself into, but uh, it's been hard. So <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> Mike, where can people find you on the net?
1: Yeah, so you can you can uh any any social media platform. Type in simple nursing, you'll see our content. If you want to follow me personally, I am Mike.linarez on Instagram. I usually mostly use Instagram, um, even though I do have a Facebook, but I don't really use it anymore. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: Perfect. In closing, Mike, if you could leave the audience with a question to expand their minds, what would that question be?
1: One of the biggest questions I ask myself is something I said before, but kind of in a different way, where it's just like, don't ask yourself, don't tell yourself you can't always just ask yourself how can i and if your negative mind still persists just agree with it say you know what it is impossible but if it was possible how could that happen and i, I always ask myself that and then that's when your creative juices start flowing and you're like okay and then you start manifesting and act like it's done and then that's when it happens
0: beautiful thank you so much mike is there any other thing that you would like to leave the audience with
1: no i I think one of the biggest things is um commit to failure know that you have to fail nine times and during that process just commit to learning before you start earning if you're if you're focused on earning before learning it'll just never work or or even if it does work you'll end up bitter and you'll end up greedy um and it just won't be good for you so yeah
0: Thank you so much, Mike. It has been so much fun to have you here. And I hope that this is not the last time that we are spending time together in the podcast, man.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Send me this link of this podcast. It was really good.
0: (laughs) So if you guys enjoyed this conversation with Mike Linares from Simple Nursing, give it a thumbs up and subscribe to receive notifications for upcoming interviews. That's all for today. Keep learning and keep optimizing.